Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A podcast produced by Pinecore. You're listening to the Motorsport Dream. Christopher Lindine interviews drivers from all different kinds of motorsport competition. Formula One, Formula One. MotoGP, MotoGP. Endurance. Endurance, Rally, Rally. IndyCar, IndyCar. NASCAR. NASCAR, and many more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Speed Passion Media presents probably the biggest podcast within motorsport. This podcast is created in collaboration with Speed Passion Events, where you can drive a real Formula One car and racing time watches. Enjoy your passion. The Motorsport Dream with Christopher Lindine. Hello and uh, welcome to the podcast, The Motorsport Dream. And uh, today's guest is Tim Erber. Hello and welcome. Hi, thanks. So, Tim, how how are you today? Uh, I'm quite good. Uh, uh, I've been better, but uh, yeah, I feel quite good. I recently broke my my neck on a practice in in Belgium, uh, but. Uh, yeah, the injury isn't too bad, so I just got to rest for some some weeks, and then I will be back on the bike. So it feels quite okay. Uh, how did the accident happen? Can you tell a bit more if you want? Uh, yeah, the actually actually the the injury happened at uh, at the practice in uh, in Lommel in Belgium, uh, where I uh, where I jumped too far on a jump, and when I landed, I. I went over the bars and I landed on my my head, so uh, I broke my neck on two places. But uh, yeah, the injury sounds worse than it is because my neck is not like <laughs> really broken, but it's broken. So <laughs> I get <laughs> say, say it's it, it's, it sounds hard, but uh, I hope you're all right. Although still, well, yeah, it's quite good. So. So and uh, some weeks still sick on sick leave before you can get on back on the bike. Yeah, uh, the doctors in Atlant on doing another X-ray in about three weeks. So hopefully I will be back in in three weeks, and then I will go back to Belgium to my team, and I will do some some training with them before the first uh, 
before the second EMX race because I will miss the first one because it is in this weekend. Yeah. If we go back to who is Tim Irberg, can you tell a bit for people who don't know who you are? And... Um, yeah, uh, I'm an uh, 18-year-old uh, kid. I drive uh, motocross. Uh, I uh, I uh, go to school in Sweden on in a motocross gymnasium where I do a lot of training and preparations for the season. And I recently had a I've had a three year contract with Yamaha Europe, being an official rider and. For this season, I've signed with Yamaha Scandinavia, and recently I did another signing with with a new team uh, from from Holland, where I will do the European Championship for, and also Dutch Masters and Swedish Championship. All right. So your whole life revolves around motocross, I can hear. Yeah, it does. I. Uh, Yeah, as I said, I go to school in the motocross gymnasium, so... How does that work? No, it's like... Uh, I haven't heard about it before. No, uh, it's... Uh, how, how should I say it? It's like uh, we we are at the normal school where we do like uh, the studying with uh, all the su- subjects. Um, but before the school and after the school, we have... Uh, We have a time for our sport, so we do usually a, uh, a usual day for me will be uh, 7.35. We start uh, the motocross training or what we do. Sometimes we do running, cycling, whatever uh, before school. And then my, school, my real school uh, starts at, at 1 o'clock or 12. And then after... When I'm finished at school around two or three o'clock, I go back to to my training facility and we do another training session and then I go back to my apartment. <laughs> so that's a usual day. Sounds lovely. Yes, it's quite good. I have some good friends here also, so we push each other and yeah, we like it. So it's fun. So you like go to school together and then you train together as well or how in a motocross team? yeah uh, yeah so we are every year they take in seven new students so we are not that many but oh. uh, in my school class uh, there is three other guys that i that i hang with every day so for 24 hours <laughs> so it's quite nice If you could start from the beginning, uh, how did it begin, this motocross life? Uh, yeah, it began by me being interested in motorcycles uh, at the start. And uh, at a young age, I was three and a half when I when I got my first bike. And it's because my my grandpa and my uncle were riding and they were my idols so I wanted to be like them and I got my first bike when I was three and a half and since then I've uh, been in love with the sport and I wouldn't I wouldn't do any anything else I I like it a lot and I still 
still love going out on my bike and yeah, it's a lot of fun. When was your first uh, competition? Uh, my first race was quite late, but I did the this, the the Swedish Championship first time when I was seven years old uh, against uh, when I was on the 65s. So just little kid. Seven years and already started competing. That's and you say that's late. That's yeah, it's quite late. It's not. Not that late, but <laughs> what does your grandfather run? What did they compete in? Your relatives? They were they were quite good. Uh, my my uncle did some world championships, and he actually finished on the podium uh, one time. And yeah, so he was really good. And uh, also he won a Swedish championship. Uh, my And my grandpa, he was a factory rider for Husqvarna uh, back in the days when he was riding. And uh, yeah, so I wouldn't say, so I would say my, my, my family has some motocross traditions and uh, uh, I I liked it also, so I continued it. <laughs> yes, it felt really natural for you to yeah to join it, join the family tradition. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, what is your ultimate goal when starting off with this motocross career? Um, Did you have any specific goal or? Yeah, for sure I have a goal, but. It's not like I want to be, for sure, I want to be world champion and all of those stuff, but that's not my goal. My goal is to still have fun. Uh, I still enjoy riding a lot, so I will continue having fun. And I have some some small goals that I try to reach every year, and some of them I've already reached, and some of them I will try to reach this year. And I will see what the future holds, but uh, right now I feel really confident and, and good. So I'll continue my way working to the top. And um, yeah, what is your your plan for this year to to continue to your way to the top? Uh, my plan this year was uh, not to break my neck, but uh, I did. So I'm out for the first European round, which is a real bummer because I was really looking forward to that one. As it must, it is, it is my favorite track of the year. But yeah, it's how it is. Like the doctors won't let me ride, and maybe it's for the best. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, but my goals for for this year is uh, is actually quite high. Uh, I would like to do some good results. Uh, in the European Championship, as I haven't done it in the last two years, so I would like to have a lot of top, top, top ten finishes and also some decent top five finishes. And I really feel that I can can be on the podium one time this year. Uh, and for the Swedish Championship, I'm gonna go for the for the title, as I finished off third last year and I won some rounds. So I feel that I have the possibility to win. 
And uh, for the other races, I don't really know what I'm going to do for the Junior Swedish Championship. I already won it last year, so we'll see if I'm going to do that one or not. Uh, because I'm also going to do Dutch Masters, which is the championship in Holland uh, that I will do for my team. And yeah, that's a new competition for me. So we will see how we do it there. But I feel really good right now. But uh, yeah, not with the neck. But my riding felt really good. So I feel that I can be that I can be in a good level this year. So you compete in multiple championships. Uh, do they overlap sometimes, or do you get them all to fit in in your schedule, or how does it? How many races are you doing? Uh, as it looks now, there is uh, there is none of them like being on the same weekend. So hopefully, I can do all of the rounds, but. It's going to be almost every weekend, uh, starting in one month, probably. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll see. Right now, the schedule is quite good. Uh, but for sure, my my first, uh, my biggest competition that I will that I will put in first is going to be the European Championship and, and then the Swedish Championship. So... We have to see with other championships, but I'm going to try to to make them also, but we have to see. And uh, what would you say is your biggest accomplishment in your motocross career so far? Uh, my biggest, yeah, yeah, would probably be me signing a three-year factory deal. <laughs> Uh, would probably be the one that I'm most uh, happy about, but I also have some other ones like some some wins in some Swedish rounds, and I had some decent finishes in the European Championship. Also, I finished off second one time, which I'm really proud of, and also yeah, in the Swedish Championship, finished off third in the championship last year and I won the Europe and I won the junior Swedish championship uh, but the one that I'm most uh, happy about is uh, the signing of uh, the three-year deal with Yamaha Europe and uh, how did you get that deal uh, I got it by winning a a race named Blue Crew Cup. It's uh, it's for kids so between I think uh, fourteen and sixteen, uh, and it's uh, a competition where uh, Yamaha and their trainers and everything pick one rider to race for the factory uh, one twenty five team for the next season. And 2016, I got picked to ride for, for the factory 1 to 5 team in 2017. So since then, I after that year in 2017, I signed another two years with Yamaha Europe. Uh, and but I'm gonna but I would move up to a new uh, class. I would ride in the MX2. 
and uh, the European 250. Uh, so it was a big step, but uh, yeah. So that's how I got it. And what do you like the most at being a motocross di- driver? Uh, I like it uh, the most. I like it because it's it's a lot of fun, uh, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I like uh, I like competing, and I I like the atmosphere at the track and everything, and I feel really. I feel really happy when I'm at the races and yeah, it's a good atmosphere and I love riding on my bike. So it's a lot of fun. What do you do besides riding your bike? Do you have any other hobbies or such, or is it just full focus on the driving? Yeah, for sure. I like to do other stuff also, but uh, mostly during the weeks we do a lot of, training of the bike so uh, I don't have a lot of time to do other activities but I like to I like to hang out with my friends also but it's my motocross friends so everything is around motocross uh, but yeah for now I wouldn't change it for anything it's a lot of fun and you say training off the bike is it like gym training running or yeah, we do a lot of different stuff. Uh, my trainers put a schedule for every week and we try to make a lot of different stuff. Like, yeah, we have a gym, we have um, like every machine that you can get. So uh, mountain biking and whatever. I do what it says on the training program. So it's quite good. And often we also ride the bikes in school. Uh, uh, but not now when the weather is shit but uh, usually (laughs) and uh, how do you feel about your driving talent Mm. Uh, I think actually my driving talent has has evolved during the years as I felt I've never really been uh, like a talent talent but I've always worked quite hard for it and and yeah over the years I've become quite good at it so uh, yeah that's it <laughs> so, so you, you don't feel that you lack some talent or do you feel like you can improve still a lot or yeah for sure I can improve a lot uh, I, yeah, for sure I can prove a lot, but uh, I also feel that I've come to a good base right now and it's a good base to work on forward. So I hope to soon get back on the bike and continue my work. Yeah. And uh, what do you like the least with being a motocross driver? Mm, it's quite expensive. Uh, yeah that's it but uh, right now we get a lot of support so we make it work you have a lot of uh, sponsors backing you or yeah I have uh, some sponsors and also 
Also, the new team is supplying me with good bikes and everything, so I feel really happy and confident. Besides driving yourself, how much do you follow motocross and uh, other motorsports? Uh, I follow the motocross I follow quite good. I usually look at the races in USA and I try to follow the world championship also, but usually I'm at the world championships because the European championship is, is held at the world championships. So I'm all almost on every round riding myself. So I try to, to look at other guys also and see what, see what they do and what I'm not doing and see what I can improve on. You say you go to a lot of different uh, tracks. Do you have any favorite one? Uh, uh, my favorite type of track would be a sand track uh, because, uh, because I like that the most. But I also... I also like the hard pack, but if I, if I have to choose, I'm going to choose the, the sand track. And my favorite track would probably be Valkensvard in, in Holland. And uh, why is that your favorite? Uh, because I did my best result there. And I always, I always feel really good going into that round. Uh, I also... I also like the the material of the track a lot, and I think it's a lot of fun riding there. Can you tell a bit more about the the material of the track for people who don't, isn't really into the details? What is the biggest differences? Um, yeah, uh, for sand tracks, uh, uh, the tracks usually get really hard and bumpy, and like with big. Uh, Big bumps and uh, yeah, it's quite demanding riding there. Uh, and hard pack is usually yeah, it's harder ground and like clay almost. And hopefully, and almost every time it gets with a lot of big ruts. Uh, and also, usually on hard pack tracks, you have you have. Uh, uh, the hard pack track is i wouldn't say it's more easy but it's it's difficult in another way uh, so we have two types of tracks and then we have some tracks that are in between also uh, but i would like prefer the most the sand tracks which uh, motocross bike is is your is your favorite like do you have any favorite model and brand I would say Yamaha, as I'm riding <laughs> right now, and I've been done doing for four, five years almost. Uh, so Yamaha, and right now I'm on a uh, on a YZ250F, uh, and I love the bike. So I would say that's my favorite bike. Do you have any favorite motocross driver that you like look up to? Um, yeah, I have, uh, but I, I have a lot of respect for all of them. So I'm not really the guy to, 
point out. I don't really have one favorite, but I look look up to all of them and I try to follow their footsteps and try to take some stuff from every every guy and put it into my my own writing. Uh, but if I would say some of my favorites would be Jeffrey Hurlings, uh, Glenn Coldenhoff, and let's say Ken Roxon. And what and what makes them so special? Uh, they are they have really good style. Uh, I I like uh, I like them because they like. They do everything perfect on the bike, and I like their attitude. Uh, they are um, also quite friendly. To yeah, I haven't met them all, but they're quite friendly, I think. <laughs> mm -hmm. And yeah, I look up to them because they are really good at this. What and they are really good in what they are doing, and I have a lot of respect for them. What uh, hints and tips would you give to someone who wants to start to compete in motocross as well? Um, I would uh, give the tip that uh, don't stress it, have fun, and uh, try to to uh, to learn something new every day and try to always push your limits and uh, don't give up. What is the best uh, tips yourself have been given from someone? Mm. Um, I don't really know. Uh, I Did you get a lot of tips and help from your relatives, I suppose? Um. Uh, I didn't get a lot of help from them, but uh, they have also always been pushing me. But it's usually like tips on how to ride a bike and how to go faster. Uh, it's not like uh, like the tips to have fun and stuff. But uh, my dad is always telling me to have fun, so having fun is the, the best tips I had. The final question. Do you feel like you're living the the motorsport dream? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a dream, uh, but I'm working towards the dream. Uh, I'm trying to uh, to be to come there, uh, and I'm trying to be better every day. And when I when I'm at that level, or if I get to that level where I can where I can ride for a living. Uh, because right now I, I don't work or anything, but I'm still in school. So, yeah. But we will see in the future what the future holds. But right now, for me, I'm living the dream as I, uh, as I have a lot of fun and I have a, I have a great bike. Uh, I wouldn't complain. I, I can't complain on anything. My family is supporting me on, a, on every aspect and uh, my sponsors are really good and yeah but for sure i try to to evolve this into being back on a factory contract which is the goal for for this season to be back on on the factory 
contracts for the upcoming seasons in ahead. So I'm still working on it, but uh, I think I'm on a good way. Yeah, it really sounds like that. So best of luck to you in the upcoming season. And uh, where can people follow you if they want to follow your motocross career? Uh, on Instagram, they can. My name is uh, Tim Edberg, and also on Facebook. So if they just Google my name, or they will see me. And you also have your own blog. Are you gonna update it during this season as well? Uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna do that. So I, I recommend everybody who wants to read more about Tim to go in there and read it. It's really, really good. I think so. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Motorsport Dream with Christopher Lindeen. Thank you for listening to this episode. To find out more information about the company Speed Passion, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and on our webpage at speedpassion.fi. And also find more information about Racing Time watches on racingtime.se. Follow Christopher and his motorsport journey on christopher.lindine on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, released every fortnight. Till next time, this is the Motorsport Dream. Signing off. A podcast produced by Pinecone. For more info on Pinecone and our services, please visit pinecone.fi. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.